Welcome to Making Great Men Podcast. This is your host, Papa G. Well, thank you for joining me again for episode number three of the Making Great Men podcast. Uh, once again, I want to start off the show by saying thank you to all those who have given some incredible messages, uh, emails and text messages to say all the wonderful things that you have been saying, questions that have come through, uh, things that people have said. I really appreciate the feedback and appreciate your comments uh, and encouragement. So just wanted to do a shout out to all those ones who have done that. Thank you very much. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been speaking about the three key ingredients, the three criteria, the basic ingredients of what I believe makes a great man. And they have been, or they are kindness, chivalry, and today it's going to be about strength. In particular, strength of values, strength of character, and strength of conviction. And so we're going to go through those today. Um, now, just so I let you know, uh, remind all of our listeners that uh, men, if you have any questions, please shoot them through to makinggreatmen.01 at gmail.com. That's makinggreatmen.01 at gmail.com. Let me answer a question that came in in regards to the last episode about chivalry. And this person asks in his question, and I thought it was pertinent, so I wanted to answer it live on air. And of course, gentlemen, I'll, I don't disclose your name, as you uh, can probably tell by now. Uh, but the question is, if I perform a chivalrous act like opening a door, pulling out a chair or standing up on a bus, and the woman doesn't want it to happen or is a little bit aggressive about her response or dismissive, how should I respond? That is a really, really good question. And uh, let, me, let me help you with that answer. I think it's, it's quite a simple one. Um, I, know, I know it could be embarrassing, especially if it happens in front of people. But I think what you should do is you should, uh, number one, treat them in kindness. Be kind in your response. Uh, try to take the rejection, you know, not, not as a big chip on your shoulder, but, but carry that rejection. Uh, and number two, what you should do is you should then just respond with that kindness and say, not a problem, ma'am. All good. No worries. If they continue with their uh, response, then you say, look, not a problem. I wasn't implying anything, just trying to help. And that's it and walk away. Uh, I think um, I think more than anything, it's the embarrassment of that that can make us respond in a negative way. But remember, gentlemen, you're not doing this in order just to be helpful uh, or doing it just for someone else. You're also, which is highly important, but you're also doing it to become a better person on the inside. So just the fact that you did the simple act changes you on the inside so don't worry about the response more than how it actually how you respond to the situation and the fact that you did it initially so thank you for the question listeners please keep keep them coming and uh, i'll try to answer them online like i have uh, one each time and the others i try to uh, send via reply email so thank you guys i really appreciate it well let's carry on with the show today's show is is about strength strength of values strength of character and strength of conviction uh, I'm looking forward to this one as well because these are some big words that we're speaking about today. I'm presenting words like values, character, and conviction. What do they mean? How do I develop them? What are they? All these sort of questions that, that are uh, pondered or, or come to the forefront when we think about these particular things. And, uh, and so I'm going to go through them. And so let me define these words. And so, gentlemen, I really want you to listen to this. If, you need to, if you're listening to this while you're driving, if you're listening to this on the bus, great, awesome. 
But what I recommend you do in the coming days is maybe re-listen to this podcast and write down some of the things I'm going to be saying because you're going to have to refer to them. You're going to have to go back to these in order to ensure that what you've got is what um, what you've listened to is what you're going to digest over the coming days and weeks to implement these in your life. So let me start off by starting to define these words. And then we'll go from there. So let's go with values. So what are they? So values are are basically a set of principles or belief system that a person holds that are important and desirable. So these values are deeply held within the person. And and here's the important part. They govern or guide your behavior and your decision making. This is why values are very important. It's because they govern your behavior (laughs) and your decision making. They are like your core beliefs. Think of values like this, like they are your very own operating system, governing how you see the world, how you feel about things, and how you respond and react to situations. Just like a computer's got an operating system, in order for it to perform the tasks that you ask it to, you have an operating system that governs how you view all of the inputs that come your way, whether it's someone's reaction just like the question that I had, uh, whether it's someone's response, whether it's an, an issue, a, an incident that's happened to you, whether someone's treated you wonderfully or not so wonderfully, whether it's a politician making a decision or someone's cut you off in traffic or a decision made at work or how someone responds at home or, or a situation, the car breaks down. or These things are guided by your values. What do you value? And therefore, these deeply held values in you will determine how you see the world and how you respond to it and how you feel about it. Uh, You see, values can be influenced by a number of things. So uh, culture, where you live, where you were brought up, the experiences you have, the religion you believe in, your upbringing, uh, all of these things start to shape the values. And what can happen, as psychologists have told us, is your values can be Almost around about 70 to 80% of them are developed by the time you're in your late teens. Now, understand the significance of that because the reason is that the reason why it's significant is because a lot of your values, around 80%, are developed in the time frame where you have very little control of your life. So I'll give you an example. Why do you like the particular type of music you like? If it's rock, if it's R&B, if it's hip-hop, if it's classical, if it's country music, why do you like that music? Why do you like the colors you like? Why do you like the taste you like? Understand that almost overwhelming majority of reason is because of the environment you were brought up in the belief system of the culture that you were brought up in. You might have listened to that music constantly as you were growing up and therefore you started to like it. Sometimes you go fully away from it because you didn't like it at all. And and so there is there, there, there are various reasons. And, you, and, and what the point I'm trying to make is that because you weren't in control of your environment and it developed your belief system, don't you think that you should consider, why do I believe the things I believe, especially when you become an adult? Instead of allowing them to just control the way you react and respond and how you feel about the world, why don't you actually stop and go, hmm, I wonder why I believe these things and I wonder why I, I react the way I do, respond the way I do. I wonder why I see the world the way I do. Why is my belief system this way? What, why is my political persuasion this way? Maybe I need to look and delve into it myself. And so that's the important thing about values. Now, 
The next question you should be asking yourself is, how do I know what my real values are right now? How do I know what they are? Papa G, tell me how I know. It's, it's actually quite simple. I want you to look at what you spend your time and your money on. Just those two simple things. What do you spend your time and your money on? I'll give you a moment. <laughs> Have a think about it. Hmm. Just think of the last 48 hours. Who did you spend time with? What did you spend time doing? What did you spend your money on? Open up your banking app. Have a look at the last 48 hours. Calculate how much money you spent on food or entertainment, donations, things for the house, things on your car. Have a look at those things. Write them down, even by look at the amount of hours or look at the amount of money you've spent on certain things. That will tell you what you value, what your values are. So, for example, if you are a if you are a young man who's got a really nice car and you've just been spending five, seven and a half, ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars this year on your car, I would venture to say, take a guess that vehicles <laughs> are an important value to you. Um, if you're at the gym an hour in the morning, hour at night, or two hours at night, five nights a week, I would say health or bodybuilding is a value to you. Um, if you sit down after you get home from work or from uni and you plonk yourself on the couch and you just watch TV for the five hours, I would say laziness is a value to you. <laughs> uh, and so it, it shows you completely what your value is. Now, I'm saying to you that just because they are your values now doesn't mean they have to stay your values for the rest of your life. As a matter of fact, your values can change over time if you are purposeful about it. They can change and it can make you into a better person because values are extremely important. Now, the reason why I said you're going to have to go away and, and look at these and start to write these down is because once you've written down what you spend your money on and what you, when you've thought about it and what you uh, spend your time on, if you are not happy with that list, if you're not happy with what you've thought about and if you're not happy with what you've written down, then maybe it's time to delve a little deeper into yourself and start to think about the values you want and therefore, how do I develop them in me? Work out what the values are that you want. Look, one of the ways you can do that is go on to a myriad of different programs and tests you can do out there. Just Google search anything like something like, uh, how do I develop my values? How do I work out what my values are? And you will get a myriad of different programs uh, or, or tests you can do to work out what your values are. But let me let me give you some basic ones that I, I think as men we should we should look at. Oh, I want you just to think through these. Okay, so let me start let me start off with this list: values, work ethic, excellence, creativity, family, friendship, generosity, health, learning, love. Optimism, punctuality, self-control. Mm, mm, here's one. Responsibility. <laughs> That's a big one. Having these values, having these values are highly important. For instance, work ethic. Having a work ethic. Men are designed to work. Understand this, men. We're designed to work. We're designed to achieve, to build, to create, to make. 
We're designed to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, to work as a team. Even if you're a lone wolf, to what you always, all of us, no one is an overnight success on their own. Everyone is a, anyone who's successful has never made it on their own. It's always with people. That's how we're designed to live. And so how this work ethic is important. Ladies, if you're with a man who's not working but has constantly got pipe dreams and you're funding those pipe dreams, can I just say, stop it. Unless you're seeing actual dreams turning into reality, then please stop. You're, you're enabling this man to not be a great man. You're enabling him to remain a man-child, an undisciplined man-child. But if he has a dream and he's working towards it and he's working hard at it and he's achieving something with it, all power to both of you. Go for it, and I pray and hope that it goes amazingly well. But with those ones that I've just listed, if you, if those, if you do a test or a program and you figure out, well, these are the values I now want to instill into myself, what do I do? Well, you've got to, it all boils down to practicing them, writing them down, doing them at the end of every day, assessing how you went with that, readjusting, how do I do it better, and doing it again tomorrow. That's how you develop values. And then those values, you start to change that operating system in you, and those values actually start to show you the world. And, and one, of the, one of the greatest ways to do that is to read different points of view from the one you believe. Read different attributes, read different books, read different um, uh, inspirational people, watch different videos uh, of people, uh, who YouTube clips of, of people who have done some amazing things in this world, and listen to them, watch what they do. It starts to change your worldview and your values because you realize, hang on a moment, why am I thinking this way? Why have I thought this way? You see, those that know me know that my worldview, my operating system comes from a belief in God and the lessons taught by Jesus and the writers of the Bible. Now, for some of you who are listening to this who don't know me at all, might think to yourself, well, that's just stupid. Uh, I've lost some respect for this guy now. He believes in a make-believe man in the sky. <laughs> I can assure you, my friend, I don't believe in a made-up imaginary person in the sky. I believe in an intelligent designer that is evident throughout all of creation, and I will happily pin my belief system against any person on the globe. Any person. Why? Because I've seen how it has shaped me and thousands of men around me to become strong, loving, caring, supportive, kind, and integrous men who will protect the weak and defend the innocent and raise incredibly beautiful families. I've seen that over and over and over again because of the belief system of the Bible. Irrespective of what you've heard about it, all the people that talk about it in a negative way are the ones who generally haven't read it, haven't instilled in, into them what it, what it talks about as values. And so for me, the reason why kindness and chivalry and strength, where they come from, is not just the examples of people around me, which is absolutely important, but it, it's been solidified and grounded and foundationed by the Bible. You see, the values are drivers for all decisions in our life. You need to get these right. Men, listen, you need to get this right. Do not let the values dictate your life that you have not developed. Don't just 
don't just walk through life going, well, hang on, the values of my father or the values of my my mother or the values of my uncle or my elder brothers or sisters. Well, that's what I have. Well, that's just who we are. That's just who I am. No, no, don't, don't, please don't give me that excuse. I have counseled hundreds and hundreds of men, hundreds of couples. And when someone says to me, this is just who I am, what they're saying is, I don't want to change, deal with it. Mm. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> you see, the reason why values are so important, not only are they core, our core belief system, but from the values flow our next two strengths, and they are character and conviction. And that's what I want to talk about in a moment. But before I get there, you know what time it is. It's time for the brain break, the interesting facts about men. Welcome to this week's Brain Break. Here are five interesting facts for men. Now, when a man is in love, a chemical known as PEA is produced more significantly in the brain. One thing that it does that it causes is heavy impairment in judgment. So men struggle to make decisions. Come on, guys. I know there's that one girl that we all like, but let's be a little bit better, okay? Number two, statistics show that around 2,000 men have been admitted to the ER annually for zipper-related injuries. So while the zipper is a necessary part of clothing, it can get in the way. Now, I didn't think this was true at first, but I've seen the statistics. Come on, guys. Number three. Gentlemen, the studies are conclusive. I'm gonna get a little bit deep here, but porn consumption has real-world negative impacts on romantic and sexual interactions with real women. Venture at your own risk. Or better not, just don't do it at all but it's a free country. Number four, testosterone levels have dropped significantly over the past 50 years. The reasons vary. We might go into this in another podcast, but according to the Huberman lab research, sunlight can help increase T levels and give you better other supplements. Finally, number five, men fly six times a day, which is twice as much as women. To be honest, when I first saw this, I didn't believe it, but apparently it's true. We can be better than that. There's no way we lie more. But I guess it is what it is. Those are your interesting facts for today's Brain Break. Well, interesting facts today. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was one of my boys, uh, one of my sons, giving us those interesting facts today. Um, wonderful. Well, let, let me carry on. What I, what I finished saying a moment ago is that values are the underpinning and out of them flow these next two strengths, the character and conviction. So let me let me launch into character. What does that mean? You see, character refers to the qualities and attributes that enable a person to face, listen to this, to face difficulties, challenges, and setbacks with some key things, resilience, perseverance, and a positive attitude. This is what character does. Character allows you to go through the tough times of life and remain the same person. Be resilient. Be perseverant. Have that attitude of, I can do this. I know life can get tough. Gentlemen, I know it can be tough. Some of you out there listening to me, I get it because you're telling me and I've met enough of you. You're working your butt off, trying to make ends meet, trying to feed your family, trying to get ahead in life. And life is tough, yes. But that doesn't mean you can't develop character. In the middle of that toughness, you can have the qualities of resilience, perseverance, and a positive attitude. Character 
truly means who you really are when no one is around. The decisions you make when no one is watching. This, <laughs> this shows what your true character is. It shows you what values you have and it comes out in your actions. People with strong strength of character, they're able to stay true to the values of their life, even in those adversities that I was talking about. They, they, are, they are often respected and admired for their unwavering commitment to their belief. It's, it's actually inspiring to watch someone stand by their conviction and by their values, even in the face of everyone not agreeing with you. You see, people with the strength of character, they tend to be able to overcome obstacles and achieve their goals thanks to that inner fortitude, that willingness to work hard, and that ability to take risks when necessary. I'll say that last bit again. Thanks to their inner fortitude, their willingness to work hard, and to take risks when necessary. This is what character is. You see why values are important because they undergird and they allow character to be launched and grown in you. That's what values do. So some qualities of a man that has a strong character, here's what they exhibit. Here are some of the qualities they exhibit. Honesty, compassion, resilience, self-discipline, <laughs> hey, courage, responsibility. I just said that word a moment ago. I'm saying it again. So let me just say that list. Honesty, compassion, resilience, self-discipline, courage, responsibility. See, gentlemen, I said in the last podcast, and I, even, I think I even said it in the, in the first podcast, responsibility is important because responsibility gives you meaning. Meaning is, meaning is important because meaning gives you a purpose, and a purpose allows you to move forward. Understand why responsibility is so, intri so, so intricately wound in who we are as men. We're designed to carry responsibility. That's what makes you different from a boy. A boy has no responsibility. A man carries responsibility. You're not, you don't become a man because you turn 18 or because you go get drunk every weekend or because you've got a nice car or because you've got a great job. I have seen 40-year-old man children and worked with them. They throw two-year-old tantrums, but they're 40. They get annoyed when they don't get their own way. They treat everyone with contempt. They think they're better than everyone else. That's not, a, that's not a man. They shun responsibility. That's not a man. That's a man child who's earning money. That's all it is. Responsibility is the key difference here. How do you get that? How do you, how do you, how do you develop that responsibility? Great question. Mm, let me think. What have I been talking about for 22 minutes? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Values and character. Making that decision. No matter how tough life gets. I'm going to stick with my values and do what I believe needs to be done. So I'm an example to me and to those around me, especially my children. Let me move on to that next topic and the last strength in the, in the uh, trait of strength, values, character, and now conviction. Strength of conviction, because I'm going to tie these all up in a moment, but strength of conviction, uh, people who have this have a clear sense of purpose and direction. They're not swayed by the opinions and the criticism of others. So see how they're building on each other? Values, and character, and now conviction. So they're not swayed by the opinions or criticisms of other people. They're willing to take risks, 
People with conviction make sacrifices. Oh, there's that word. Stand up for what they believe in, even if it means going against the prevailing and overarching norms and beliefs of society. See, we live in a world now where it's, it's and it's been like sort of this in different ways, but now it's coming thick and fast and quickly, where if you have a conservative worldview, let's say, you're seen as a bigot and, and a racist and, a, and all this labeling that gets thrown across the aisle. on But it, it's ridiculous. Stop that. That's not how it works. Society will not stand if we keep doing this. But you see, men of conviction don't need to throw names. Men of conviction come up with arguments. They, sh- they make sacrifices. They take risks. They, they, what they believe in, they stand up on. And men of conviction can show an argument and let the argument stand on its own. We don't need to start name-calling. That's not men. That's, once again, childish behavior. The strength that these people display, these people of conviction, allows individuals, they al- allows them as individuals to pursue goals with passion and perseverance and often inspire others to follow them in their footsteps. I want you to have a think through of some people maybe around your life, maybe work colleagues, relatives, friends, people you know or have seen or read about that inspire you. And then think about why do they inspire you? What do they do that inspires you? Let me give you some examples. Martin Luther King Jr., a civil rights leader in America. Most of us have heard who he is. He made some incredible speeches and amazing statements, but all of us would know this one where he said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And that dream has come true. See, his values drove his character and his character drove his conviction. Another one is Mother Teresa. Most of us have heard about Mother Teresa, who was a loving nun and a sister in India. And all she did was go from one person to the other who was dying with a disease and loved them either back to healing or loved them into eternity and moved on to the next. An inspirational person who didn't care about her own well-being, but only about those around her. And she did that for decades. What an inspirational woman she was. Another one is, is an Australian-born man, uh, born in Melbourne, and he was born with no arms and no legs. No one knew what was going to happen to his life when he was born like this. His name is Nick Vojcic. See, he decided when he was in his young adult years, after such a difficult life, he didn't know what his life was going to mean. He could see other children around him, and he had no arms and no legs and didn't know what life was going to bring him. But he decided that he was going to speak about his, his experience to people. And this led to doors opening up all over the world. Now he's become the founder of a large nonprofit enterprise and a worldwide motivational speaker, appearing on shows like uh, Dr. Phil and Oprah and motivating millions around the world. I had the incredible fortune of meeting him many, many years ago. I had the privilege of hosting him at an event, so I got to spend several hours with him in the car and also uh, uh, in the green room and talking to him. He was such a humble, kind, and inspiring man. No arms, no legs. Humble, kind, and inspiring. Mm. If anyone had an excuse to be angry at the world, angry at God, 
angry at everything that is thrown his way. He, he had the excuse. Not me. I don't know about your situation, but I've got arms and legs. Yet, he was humble, very kind, and very inspiring. These are only a few examples of how conviction changes the world. Now, let me show you, as I said something earlier, how these things work together. How do values, character, and conviction work together? Now, these are one of the things I'm going to get you to write down. Listen to this carefully. Your values build your character and cement your conviction. Your values build your character and cement your conviction. Conviction ignites your passion. And passion ignites inspiration. Inspiration turns into influence. Oh, let me say that again. Your values build your character and cement your conviction. Conviction ignites your passion. Passion then ignites inspiration. And inspiration turns into influence. Values, character, conviction. Strength of value, strength of character, and strength of conviction. Do you see now what I mean when I say that the ingredients for a great man are kindness, chivalry, and strength? Strength of value, character, and conviction. Can you see that? I want you to picture that man in totality. These last three episodes, please share them out there. Go back and listen to one, two, and now number three. Kindness, chivalry, and strength. Go back and listen to them in unison. Write down what inspires you about these podcasts. Write down the person you want to be. doesn't matter what situation you're in. Even if, if you're a 12-year-old young man, 15, 17, 18, you're at university in your early 20s, you're working now, you're in your, your 25, your late 20s, your early 30s, you're in your 40s, you have family, there's children, maybe you've been divorced, maybe you've, you've, you're in a horrible relationship, doesn't matter your situation, wherever you are now doesn't have to mean that's where you will be forever, you can always change it, trust me on this, I've seen it happen over and over and over again, personally, and in many people's lives, many of them that I've worked with, kindness, chivalry, and strength. <laughs> kindness, chivalry, and strength. That's the sort of men we want to be. That's the sort of men I know you can be. That's the sort of men that our world, our Western world in particular, needs to be. To be a man of kind-heartedness, chivalrous, looking to see how we can serve the majesty and the mystique of women and and be have that responsibility to carry our our western world and our belief systems out there and have the the strength to stand up for what we believe to have values to look inside ourselves as men and go no no I'm going to change what was instilled in me to something that's stronger if it needs to be changed uh, I, I want it to be something of goodness something that looks for other people there's kindness there is compassion there's resilience there's discipline there's courage there's responsibility there's there's work ethic optimism friendship self-control I mean these words are power words no one's asking you to eat the whole elephant in one bite, but you can eat a whole elephant bite by bite. Chew slowly, continuously, be a learner, 
grow, become a man, a man of kindness, chivalry, and strength. Come on, gentlemen, you can do it. I know you can. I believe in you. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Gentlemen, they are the three key ingredients, the three basic ingredients that I believe make a great man. Uh, next week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start talking about self-awareness and emotional intelligence because I know many people ask me about this constantly. And so I'm going to do that for my next episode. And we'll be doing things. I'm going to have some guests on the episodes in the in the future really soon. And so, um, so they're going to come on and they're going to talk. And I want their perspectives on what it means to be a man. I'm going to bring on uh, a couple of females, gentlemen. And I'm going to ask them, what is it that you look for in a man? How do you find men? You've listened to the podcast. Tell me what your thoughts are of what, what's been said uh, about men and the and the three traits of men. So I would like to get their perspective on this as well. They'll be coming up in future episodes. So gentlemen, go forth. Be the man that you were designed to be with those unique traits and show the world what it means to live in kindness, in chivalry, and in strength. Have a great rest of the day. I'll see you on the next podcast.